friends, the sun is shining. It's a lovely day, and we are back with another episode of Doable Discipleship. Um, my name is Jason Wheeland. I'm Brandon Robinson. And this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we like to call it... The show that helps you grow. I really hope I am getting this that little bit right. I would always get it wrong, and Doug would tell me, you've botched it again. And I don't have him here to tell me Sounds if I'm botching it again. So, you know Run what, we're, we're sticking with it. Yeah. So right or wrong doesn't matter. It's what we're doing now. <laughs> um, friends, uh, welcome back. We have been in this series on um, fresh starts. And um, so we started out with just an overview of fresh starts and an encouragement to think through some fresh starts for the new year. And then we talked about spiritual and physical health in the episode right after that. And then last week we talked about financial and relational health. Yeah. Um, which was, um, I felt, just a really good look at kind of these areas and an encouragement to uh, start to take hold of those areas and get some fresh starts in those. Um, so this episode, rather than doing a, a, a pair of different areas of health, we wanted to focus in a little bit more on emotional health. Now, this is a topic that we have talked about before on the podcast, Um but at, but they've actually, every time we've talked about them, have been some of our most popular episodes, most watched episodes, mm-hmm. or, or, or listened to episodes, I should say. And so we know that this is like, a, it, it's a big area of interest. It's an area of, and, and, and we can understand the reason why, because it's such kind of a prevalent theme right now is this kind of... It, inner look at our emotional lives. There's a mm-hmm. lot of, of, of great books out about emotional health yeah. right now. And so uh, we just wanted to look at it from the angle of fresh starts. So some different uh, things for you that are good to be aware of, to l- ask yourself some questions on if you're experiencing some unhealth and then some, and then we're going to end with actually a really cool exercise. So make sure to stay through to the end of the episode yeah. Um, because we're going to um, have a, have a really special ending this week. Yeah. Yeah. So as we look at uh, emotional health, right, we're going we're gonna to find emotional health like this. It is our ability to be self-aware and to love well, our ability to be self-aware and love well. So as we throughout this episode, as we're talking about different things, that is what we are looking at. That's what it, we mean when we say emotional health, our ability to be self-aware and to love well. So, just starting out. So asking the question, why is it so important that we pay attention to our emotional health? Right. Because, and I think in, in a little bit of this is there's a line of thinking that goes like inner life, emotional health. It could be like skew a little bit new agey. Um, that's not really what we're getting at here. What we're saying is God has created us as emotional beings. This is a part of our community. This is a part of who we are. So with that being the case, we would do well to look at it. So a few things up top, looking at our emotional health, it, 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 it directly impacts our ability to love well, right? It's usually, um, the way we see the way we deal with ourselves, the way we see ourselves, oftentimes that's, what's getting projected onto the people that we love, the people that are closest to us. Um, so our ability to see and deal with our emotional health or our feelings, another word you can say that has a huge impact on how we see 
and treat others. Yeah, it's not just you. Like it, it, your emotional health doesn't affect just you. It 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 affects yeah. It affects everything that has to do with your life, really. But uh, but it has a, a major effect too on your relational health. Yeah, and we we got into a little bit of that on the last episode yeah. with the relational health. These things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, and, and we typically, we're, we're operating out of emotions. I think we would love to think that we are, um, we, have, we, we give ourselves a little bit more credit for being more rational than we probably are. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely part of our decision-making process. But a big part of that, what's all happening in our kind of our subconscious under the surface is the emotions. So I kind of like to think of emotions. I think it's helpful to think of them as like an operating system on your phone. So whether you have an iPhone, whether you have a Samsung Galaxy, Google Pick, whatever phone you have, whatever computer you have, tablet you have, there's something on there called an operating system. And that operating system is running the phone. It's running the computer. It's running the tablet. It's how you see things. It affects the speed. It affects so much. It affects your entire experience on that device. And our emotions yeah. are kind of like that. They're, they're the lens that... Um, that through we see the world, we see other people, we see God, we see ourselves. Uh, so our desires, our fears, our the things that intrigue us, our emotions, the things that yeah go into our emotional makeup. All these things are kind of in our subconscious, silently behind the scenes, um, motivating us to make certain decisions. And I think we would do well. I think it honors God when we look at these things and we examine them. Yeah, they're filters, they're lenses, like you were saying. And so everything that you see or take part of or think about is often colored by your emotions. So Mm -hmm. if that's going to be true, if that's true, which we are positing that it is, then it it's important. It's vital that you think about what your emotional state is, because if it's coloring everything else, you know, it's like it's like if you are wearing rose-tinted glasses, then you, you need to be aware of that because yeah. because it affects how you it affects what you believe to be true mm-hmm. about the world, and it's true with your emotional health because what you believe to be true based on your stated emotions might not necessarily be factually true. Yeah, um, you know, because you are seeing through this filter. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. And if you take the past six months or even the past year, any big decision that you've made, you've made it with your head, but you've also made that decision with your heart. Yeah. It is part of the underlying motivating factors for why we do what we do. Um, but I don't want to paint that in a negative light because emotions are part of our humanity. This totally. God gave us these emotions. We are mm-hmm. emotional beings. Um, and we see that even with, with God, God is emotional. And again, I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean it in, we see Jesus throughout the gospels, having compassion on the crowds, healing sick, stopping. Um, all of these things are driven by the emotional side of him, the emotional makeup. So this is, isn't a bad thing. So I think when we pay attention to things like excitement, when we pay attention to things like joy, I think oftentimes God can be nudging us in in certain ways. Um, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, with a guy who is kind of in a transition. He's thinking about, okay, making a big decision. To, should I take this job? Should I take the other job? What should I do? And I just asked him the simple question, well, what what brings you joy? When you look at these two things on paper, does one excite you? Is there anything about it that is 
is, is bubbling under the surface. Um, and I think it's in those moments when he was like, yeah, I think this one, this one makes more sense, but the other one, I find so much joy and excitement with it. I'm, I'm fired up to, to do that. I'm saying, I think that may be in a lot of cases, God nudging us in certain directions, kind of like that game we play when we're younger kids, like warmer, cold, yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, in those moments of excitement. It's in those moments of joy that God could be saying, great, like warmer, warmer. Totally. A little bit warmer, <laughs> hot, hot. This is good. Explore here, discover here, walk down this path. Uh, but I do, the other side of that, I do want to make the point. I'm not saying that any feeling we have, that's God speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's not the case at all. Um, a very close friend of mine, uh, I'm not going to say who he is. <laughs> he doesn't even live in California. So. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, very close friend of mine, Jason Wheel. No, no, no. no. Uh, he was going through school, pursuing his master's, and there was a point where he was picking up the guitar and he really, he just really enjoyed playing. Yeah. And he started flirting with the idea of, maybe I should like leave school and just pursue music full time. And I'm like, um, just word of advice. I love you. That's more of a hobby just because you feel excitement in playing guitar. That doesn't mean that you need to drop everything and be a traveling musician. Um, and I'm glad that he didn't, but I just want to say feelings aren't final and doesn't mean that they are just because we feel something we have to pursue it with all of us. But I do think it's an invitation to explore it further. And in that invitation, we learn more about ourselves, that self-awareness, and we also learn more about God. Yeah. It's also important to keep in mind that there are kind of two extreme schools of thought, usually, when it comes to this idea of, of, of emotions, right? First is there's, there's a whole bunch of people out there, perhaps you're one of them, who think that emotions and feelings are, are bad, that mm-hmm. you should avoid them at all costs, that they don't have a place in civil society, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that um, it, it is it is unbecoming or unrespectful or um, or whatever it is. It, it, it shows it shows um, could be seen, seen as a sign of weakness. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It shows immaturity mm-hmm. to to have emotions or to show emotions or to express emotions, especially when it comes to uh, anger or sadness or what, you know, or even even overjoy, you yeah, know, yeah. it can be almost like it, it could be embarrassing mm-hmm. in this in the school of thought to see somebody that is expressing you know, heavy emotions one yeah. way or another. Um, and, and, and usually this is, these are people that value kind of stoicism. They mm-hmm. value, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, just looking and acting cool or that nothing phases you. And so really when you, you know, that's one extreme. Yeah. That's one extreme. Um, another extreme is this idea that, you know, all of my feelings are valid and others must bend to them mm. that feelings are king almost and that you then ex- expect other people to change everything or to change their views or their opinion or whatever based on your feelings yeah uh, you know it you know it, it's it's kind of this just you know idea of oh i feel this way and that can often lead to um heart projection or this idea of I feel this way, everybody else should feel this way, mm-hmm. or I feel this way, so therefore you must treat me 
this way or, or you know, or, or whatever. Or if it's a, a negative emotion or a negative feeling, it's, be, I feel this way because of you. Yeah. And it's also your responsibility to make me not feel this way, yeah. which is unhealthy, putting an unhealthy expectation on other people. Yeah. And this can also I come back to this idea that you were just talking about of it doesn't mean that we follow any feeling on a whim. There are some people who, who, who perhaps lead their lives based on this idea of, oh, I have this feeling I will go do. I have this feeling that leads me to this. And, you know, and so it's the, it's the opposite of the other extreme, which we talked about, which was avoid feelings at all costs. And this one is, is, is look for feelings at all costs and then obey them. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so these are kind of two kind of, definite extremes when it comes to emotions how we in and in, in how we approach how we deal with emotions there's this great quote from dallas willard that says feelings are good servants but disastrous masters and Beautiful. it's just this idea that when you put put emotions on on a pedestal in one way or another in mm-hmm. either of these extremes yeah. when you give them this high place of value like that then it, and and allow them to be dictators of your mm. life then they can become uh malevolent yeah dictators <laughs> <laughs> it is it, you know it, it can be it can, it can be disastrous as dallas said but, but but feelings are good servants so so you can use the feelings that you have um in order to you know drive in different ways and and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit as we talk about some doable fresh start kind of things yeah here. and yeah. they're not in and of themselves disastrous feelings not, are not bad they're not bad they're it's feelings. how we respond to those feelings what are we doing with those feelings that we have and we'll look at that in a little bit uh, a little bit later on in the show uh so kind of thinking through this emotional health there's the question can come up okay well how do i know if I'm an emotionally healthy person, how do I know if these are areas for me to grow? How do I assess what, how do I gauge where I'm at with my emotional health? And I want to look at, um, four, five different things. Actually. Uh, the first one is, is this, it's ignoring the emotions of anger, sadness, and fear, ignoring the, these emotions. So anger, sadness, these are a part of our life experience. And I understand that they're also difficult emotions to deal with. Mm-hmm. Take anger for, for instance, anger, I've heard it said is a secondary emotion, meaning something is actually making you feel angry. Sure. You feel, it's a response. It's a response. You feel the anger and it feels visceral, but that's not actually what's something is causing that anger. And it's, it's mostly either it's feeling betrayed. It's uh, uh, a sense of loss that's fueling, that anger or sadness, nobody likes to feel sad. Yeah. And it's easy when you're feeling sad to go, ah, I don't want to feel this way. So I guess I'll just, I'll just maybe just binge a show on Netflix. We all have different things that we go to, to, to cope with that anger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I'm sorry, not anger, that, that feeling of sadness because sure. no one likes to feel that. And then you also have something like, you also have something like fear. Um, and with fear, that's a tough one too, because that's also a part of, our makeup is a part of who we are. Um, and with fear in particular, there's a school of thought. I would say that if we do feel fear, it's like, okay, well, I just don't have enough faith. 
this is somehow an indictment on my faith in God, or I'm not believing enough because I feel fear. Yes, there, and I want to say that's not the case. Mm -hmm. We all feel fear and we're all going to fear, feel fear. And that's not an indictment on you not having faith one way or the, or the other. Um, and even with this, there are things like uh, uh, Philippians 4, 7, it's be anxious for nothing, you know, be anxious for nothing, be fearful for nothing. Be Yes, that's true. But in all these things, give these things with, with supplication and thanksgiving mm -hmm. to God. Um, so it's not saying that it's not okay to be fearful. It's not saying it's not okay to feel anxious. It's in feeling this feeling, what are you doing with it? Are you giving it to God in thanksgiving? That's that's just the next step. That's the extra mile. Exactly. Feelings will come, mm -hmm. and those are not. It's not bad that feelings come up. It's just what you do with them. It's it's the space that you allow them to reside in. Yeah, that that can become problematic. Giving it to God, presenting it to God. Um, another yeah. thing is life without limits. Mm -hmm. So can simply put, like, can we say no? Can we say, or do we feel like we have to be all things to all people all the time or always saying yes or always burning the candle at both ends, constantly just feel burned out and fatigued? Yeah. Saying, no, the thing with limits, limits are actually healthy because limits teach us and tell other people, hey, I'm not God. God is God. Yeah. God can be all things to all men, but I can't, I can't do that. So it's I, because of that, because I'm going to love myself well, like we talked about being emotionally healthy, being self-aware and loving well, part of that is loving yourself well mm -hmm. and loving yourself well is going, okay, I need to say no here because I know that I don't, I can't give anything to this situation. There's nothing for me. I can't, I can't do anything. And it's also communicating to the other party or the other people that, Hey, I'm setting this boundary because I don't want you to have an unhealthy expectation of me that, that I can be something that I'm not, or that I could be God because I'm not limits are saying, no, no, God is God. I'm not God. I serve God. I worship God, but I'm not God. Um, and also three, another thing could be dying to the wrong things. So yes, Jesus does ask us to die to ourselves. Yes. Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me, but that's not all desire is bad desire. And I think there's times where we can, any desire that we have, we can set it up as, okay, this is in opposition to God. God does not want me to feel this way. We are desire to, to, to die to the selfish desires, the mm -hmm. sinful desires in us. Absolutely. But there's also things that are good and good and blessed by God, healthy desires. There's good things like friendship, the desire to have friendship, yeah. um, companionship, fellowship, joy. There's art, there's beauty, there's nature. There's so many things that God has given to us to enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. and we, we shouldn't feel guilty for them. We shouldn't feel like we have to cut them off. Um, because we're going, Oh, if I desire to do that, is that somehow in opposition or am I, is this an idol in my life? Is this, this thing versus God? Not necessarily. No, that, that, that doesn't mean that's the case. Yes. Sinful things. Absolutely. But there's also lots of good and these desires, I think are actually, we need to get curious about them. Yeah, we can explore them. We can examine them. But I think oftentimes they can be gifts from God and invitations to get to know him more. Yeah, agreed. So so um, those were three points. We have a, a, a couple more, but I, I just want to make sure 
that these were all clear to you. So we're talking about this idea of how do you know if, if you are emotionally unhealthy? And these are kind of some signs of that. It's these signs of ignoring the emotions of anger and sadness and fear, you know, these kind of harder ones, you know, if you are ignoring those, that's that's not usually a good sign because mm-hmm. it means that you have perhaps a distorted view or appreciation for those emotions. Yeah. Um, a, a second one was living without limits. So this idea of, are you somebody that says yes to everything? Are you a people pleaser in that way? Are you somebody um, who, you know, who doesn't have these, these emotional safeguards in your life that, that, that could be a problem. Are you somebody or um, another area that could be a, um, an area of emotional unhealth is dying to the wrong things, which is what Brandon was just talking about. Um, a fourth is this, is, is this question of dividing our lives into the sacred and the secular. Mm-hmm. This can be very problematic if we have, you know, this idea where our spirituality or our 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 quote unquote godly lives or whatever our Christian living, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, is just tied to a certain place or certain people or to things, um, and and so when we're in those places or with those people or doing these things, that's when we say, "Oh, I'm engaging my spirituality now," or "I am I am." I am focused on being a Christian now. Um, or do we live with this kind of understanding that God is with us wherever we go, that yeah. as Christians, it's literally a life calling. It is it is all-encompassing. Our faith um, is all-encompassing. It should be, it, it should have an effect, should it have an influence, and it should really change the way that we operate. It's, you know, going back to the operating system yeah. kind of thing that you were talking about, of everything that we do. Um, so if it's just, it's an encouragement to think about that just a little bit is, is how do you view your life as a believer, as a Christian? Is it, do you think about it in terms of your entire life or do you think about it in terms of Sunday mornings, perhaps Wednesday evenings, or perhaps with, you know, these certain people I will be a Christian with these people and these other people. I'd rather they not know that I'm Christian, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Like, is your life a compartmentalized in that way? Or is, or are you somebody who is living a life of worship and realizing that all life is worship, everything that you do engagement, how you live your life in all facets Mm -hmm. reflects your view of your relationship with God. Um, hopefully that made sense. <laughs> um, so, so that was four. And then a fifth one, a fifth point uh, of, uh, of a potential unhealth is this idea of doing for God instead of being with God. Um, and, and, and this can lead to a few different aspects of emotional unhealth is because in, in, in America and in, in many places in the world, but we can speak to America cause that's where we are. Um, it tends to put productivity as the highest of priorities. Yeah. Now, I, I wouldn't say that Finland is the same because Finland just introduced the four-day, six-hours-a-day work week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I think it's Finland. You can correct me if I'm wrong that in the sounds comments, like but something, I think it was Finland. That sounds right. And all the reports are showing that actually their productivity has gone up. Like, like things are better since they've done that. I, I, I don't – I'm just saying. I'm just saying I saw an article or something about that. Um, 
But here in America, productivity is king. And what you can accomplish, what you can show that you have done mm -hmm. is, is the best indicator of your worth, of your value right now. Yeah. Right. Um, and but really, as as Christians, we need to realize that our identity is not in our doing, but it's in God's love for us. That needs to be the first and foremost place that we put our identity. It's not in not in your productivity. It's not in your bottom line or your quota. It's in it's in the truth of God's love for you. And then it needs to tie into this idea that our activity for God must be fueled by our being with God. When we're talking about emotional health, I want to make this perfectly clear. When we're talking about emotional health, you cannot expect any change to happen if you are not doing it with God, if yeah. you are not spending time with God and being with God. God is your creator. God created your emotions. As we talked about earlier, God has emotion. God is, he is emotional um, in the healthy sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And so any change that you want to make, any fresh start that you want to make with your emotional health needs to be in partnership with God. Now, that's not to say that emotional health is, 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 is guaranteed just by being with, you know, like all I have to do is go out on an extended retreat time and I will be emotionally healthy. That's not... It's a process. It's, it's a, it, that, yeah, it doesn't, it, it probably, I should say probably, wouldn't work that way. It's a process. But I can guarantee that if you try to do it just on your own and not with God and say, I am going to get myself emotionally healthy by myself through the power of the flesh, through, you know, through me, I can guarantee that, that you will fail in that because you cannot get emotionally healthy apart from God. That's good. True. In true, genuine emotional health. Yeah. Because it needs to be in partnership with your creator. It needs to be in partnership with the spirit who is living in you. Yeah. It needs to be in partnership with God. It, 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 it just does. Um, that's a message, man. That's a sermon. There we go. I like we're it. We're done, right? Dave? No, um, <laughs> we're not quite done yet. We're, we're finishing up. So we've talked about these ideas of, you know, these areas of potential unhealth. And so as we talked about those, hopefully you were kind of thinking in terms of yourself too, is, okay, is this something that I struggle with? Is this something I find myself falling into? Is this a trap that I need to avoid? You know, all these different things. Hopefully that's what you were doing during this last section. And don't, <laughs> and don't view, don't view these things as a way to beat yourself up. <clears throat> If oh yeah, you, if there's something not. in here you're like, oh, that is definitely me. That's not something to be ashamed That's of. That's why these are fresh starts. These are fresh starts. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up about this. This is a part of the self-awareness that we were talking about in the beginning of emotional health being, being self-aware and loving well. Part of that is we have to do things like this to get an accurate reading of where we're at. So if one of these things or maybe two of them or whatever it may be was just pinging to you, like yeah. beep, 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 that's me. That's okay because now that's something you go, okay, I know where I'm at here. Now I can take some steps out of this place. Yeah. Um, I can give these things to God. It's not all on your shoulders to change it, but we give it to God and we start to take intentional steps um, into health. And we'll look at that in a second, but don't beat yourself up if you are feeling like you're, not doing one of these areas well. Exactly. These are things that always come up. There are there they there are areas here that I struggle with. There are areas I'm here I know that Brandon Absolutely. struggles with. And so it's just you know it's just encouragement for us to you know be 
constantly going back and just reassessing and then focusing on then, okay, then how do I fix that area or how do I get healthy? How do I partner with God in fixing in and in growing in those areas? Um, so for, for this topic with emotional health, what we want to do and the big encouragement that we want to do right now, now there's other other ways that you can too. There's great books like Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Leader. There's there's great books on emotional health. There are programs here at Saddleback like support groups, like Celebrate Recovery, like counseling, these different areas mm-hmm. that you can engage with uh, specifically around this idea of emotional health. But right now, what we want to do is something different. Something it, It's like Monty Python start, right? And now for something completely different. Um. <laughs> We've never done something quite like this to end an episode before, but I think it's valuable. So what we're actually going to be doing is this period of slowdown is we, you know, and and this is our encouragement for you too, is we, you know, is we live in just this fast paced life. And so it's important to create these times of margin, these slowdown times in our lives to rest and to reflect. And especially when we're talking about emotional health, it's vital. So what we're going to be doing is leading you through this exercise called a a prayer of examine it's really this self reflective prayer where we ask ourselves these questions but we're doing it in conversation with god yeah and so so i'm going to do kind of the little close bit right here that we would normally do for an episode and then but don't turn it off we're not stopping yeah you, you don't want to miss it you don't want to miss really it good. because then brandon is going to lead you through this exercise so how it's going to work is brandon will go through this prayer of examine with you and and have these prompts and then there'll be periods where we won't talk for a little bit so we'll have this nice music that's playing under but so it, but so if you don't hear us talking, it's because we have um, it, it's an open space for you to pray in response to the prompt. OK, mm-hmm. and then you'll know when the episode is done because Brandon will close with amen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when this is done. So, again, don't turn it off. There's nothing wrong with your app or, or whatever you're listening to the podcast on. Um, it's just, and we encourage you to take this time. Now, if you are driving in your car, this is an important warning. Do not close your eyes to do this prayer. Okay. I just want to make sure we get that out of the way. Don't want <laughs> any, don't want any issues. Okay. Um, so what we will be doing now is entering into this prayer of examine. All right. So first things first, when we're entering into this prayer, um, what we want to do is, is we want to ask ourselves, we want to ask God, God, help me to see myself as you see me. As we go back and look through the past day, the past 24 hours, whatever it may be, God, I pray that you would bring up certain things to my mind that I need to be aware of, whether those things are good, whether those things are bad. And the goal is to not judge what comes up, but to let it come up. Um, and that's what we're praying to ask God to see ourselves as he sees us. So we'll start it now. God, as we move into this space, as we reflect and have desires to be emotionally healthy, God, I pray that you would help me and us see us, see ourselves as you see us. Help me see myself as you see me. God, I pray that as I, as I look back over the past day, God, bring to mind what 
you'd have me to know. And I pray that I would not judge what comes up. So let's start with this, just thinking through, what are we thankful for? Ask God, 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 what what am I thankful for? It may be family. It may be an encouraging text that someone may have sent you. Whatever it may be, what are these areas in our life that we're thankful for? Okay, so for this next portion, as we just thought through what we're thankful for, the next portion, what we're going to do is we're going to review the past day. So we're going to ask a few prompts, a few questions, and in this space, we're going to we're, we're going to give uh, some space in here to think and reflect and, and to pray. So the first thing is this: as we're reviewing the day, the first thing is, God, where have I felt true joy today? What's excited me? What where have I felt joy? Has anything troubled me today? Anything that brought fear, anything that brought anxiety? What's troubled me today? What's challenged me today? God, what's challenged me today? Has there been anything that I saw, that I've read, that I heard, that struck a chord with me, that pricked me, that challenged my way of thinking? Is there anything today that challenged me? Where and when did I pause today? God, has there been any places in the past day where I stopped or I noticed myself stop or I noticed myself pause?
And then have I noticed God's presence in any of this? God, was I aware of you in any of the things that I've just been thinking about? Did I notice your presence in it? So after we review, then we respond. So it may be something like, my wife said something to me or my husband said something to me that really pricked me and I got a little short with them. God, I need to, I need to apologize. I need to go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry for being short with you. What you said for whatever reason pricked me in a certain way and I shouldn't have responded that way. I'm sorry. So is there anything, or maybe it's something like where you felt joy or you felt loved or maybe someone shot you a really nice, encouraging text and said something to you. You seem to text them and say, Hey, thank you so much for what you said. That meant so much to me. I'm really grateful. It could be something like that. Is there anything that from what just came up in that review period that you need to respond to? So have you, have you, have you prayed through these different places where maybe God has prompted you or God has nudged you to respond in a certain way? Now we're going to look forward to the next day, look forward to what's coming ahead the next day, the next week. Um, and as we look forward, what comes to mind? Is it fear? Is it joy? Is it excitement? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is there any things as we look through these different emotions, is there anything that when we think about the next day or the next week, that does it make us feel a certain way? What comes to mind? I want to give us some space to, to pray through that. Ask God what's coming to mind as I think through what's coming next. So that's the prayer of examine. That's the the goal with it is to be self-aware, to have space, to create space in our lives where we can pray through our our previous say, pray through these things. It may be three minutes, it may be 30 minutes, um, but the goal is to be self-aware and not just self-aware, but to take that a step further and to, to love God, love ourselves and love our neighbor as ourselves, love others well. So let's close it with a, with a prayer and we'll be done. Jesus, thank you for how you've created us. God, thank you for how you've made us. 
God, I pray that as we've reflected through um, where we're at in life, as we reflect through our emotional health, as we reflected through our past day, God, that you brought things to our attention um, that you would like to deal with, that you've brought things to our attention that are going to make us more self-aware and self-aware for the purpose of loving others well, loving you well, and loving ourselves well. We love you. We thank you for how much you love us and what you've given us. We pray these things in your name. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.